Anime Pulse, episode 620. Joseph, joined by my co-host, Andrew Chan. Hello! And we have returned once more to bring you more reviews, more industry news, and more of what's been going on in our own lives. Mm-hmm, indeed. Starting with that, of course. Yes, and as uh, pointed out, we'll start out with our IRL news. Per usual. Per usual, I guess I'll go first. Uh, honestly, Indeed. it's going to be real fast for me this week. I only got two things to talk about. Um, okay. Because nothing happened at work. Nothing happened really in regards to moving. So uh-huh. that's uh, it's still going to happen before the end of the year. But the house that we were bidding on or we were going to go before sold. So shit. Yeah, but uh, there's still plenty of fish out there in the sea, so there's exactly. many more houses that we can find, and it's a fun process of finding them. Yeah, yeah. You so, might find something better, even. Yes, exactly. Although that was a really good house. It felt really good. Um, mm. I've been playing more Skyrim and Pokemon White 2. Uh, for Skyrim, uh-huh. all I've been kind of doing is just, like, exploring the map and avoiding any, like, main areas or triggering any, like, main missions. I did spend, mm-hmm. like, a full hour today downloading mods that I'm going to enable and do my, like, modded playthrough of the game, which will have, like, yeah. a bunch of mods installed. Uh, there's a mod that fixes a bunch of bugs. There's a mod that, like, adds a whole eight hours to the game that's basically, like, its own standalone DLC. Sick. Um yeah, there's a mod that, of course, is a cheat room, so I'm just going to basically, like, start the game, mod the character to, like, level 100, full stats everywhere. There's a <laughs> mod that uh, makes characters look prettier. There's a uh, there's a mod that <laughs> gives the women a bit more of a voluptuous bum, you know what I'm saying? A, a voluptuous bod. Uh, I bet and, there is. Uh, I may, may have or may not have downloaded that. There's nothing you can prove. Yeah. And no judgments either way. <laughs> and uh yeah, overall just like texture mods make everything more pretty mm-hmm. as for pokemon white 2 i just made it through the most fucking frustrating gym uh oh yeah according to my play style which is the dragon gym fuck that gym oh yeah and <laughs> fuck all the people up to the gym leader the gym leader himself not that hard of a fight the fucking assholes beforehand with their triple battles and the rotation battles and whatnot get fucked mm. But he has an amazing beard, right? Oh, he has an amazing beard. That is fast beard. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. And the only other thing I mentioned really is the fact that Rooster Teeth, who I use for posting all of my reviews, uh, my written uh-huh. reviews that I do ahead of time, they are killing yes. 
their legacy website. So if you are what? a Rooster Teeth person and you have a account on their website and it's not the new beta uh, version of their website, it's a uh, version of the website called Legacy, which is the older version of the website. It's got a lot of bugs to it. It's got fucking bots everywhere, but it still had some community. They are hmm. officially, come October the 3rd, shutting it down permanently. It is going away for good. Hmm. And they, uh, they made a very subtle post about how they're getting rid of it on the front page. And if you don't pay attention, well, you're going to be very surprised come October the 3rd when everything's gone. Hmm. I've uh I've heard a few murmurings about Rooster Teeth as of late, like something about them moving their subscription prices up or something, and um yeah, they're doing a lot of that because the members they do have aren't paying very much for what they have access to, according to Rooster Teeth, according to Full Screen, of course, who owns Rooster Teeth. So Full Screen being a corporation and Rooster Teeth now being a corporate shill, they uh, have to obey. They also laid off thirteen percent of their workforce. That was yeah. I also heard that people being let go too. It's kind of a lot of things yeah. happening there, huh? Yeah, it's basically a fact that Rooster Teeth's not doing so well, which I'm not surprised by because nothing that they're fishing for is catching. Like they throw out a lot right. of bait, a lot of hooks out there, and all their Nothing's animated bite. features that they pour so much mm. money into get nothing. Ruby's huh. barely hanging on, and. This brand new show they put out, which was uh, Genlock, which they hyped up to beyond belief because they spent fucking ton of money on, is uh-huh. garbage. Nobody cares about it. And they just spent another boatload of money on a game that they made another game for called uh, Vicious Circle or Vicious Summer or something like that. Vicious Circle, I think. And it's kind of like the, if you ever played the game Whacked. It reminds me of that, like a a beat em up battle fighter kind of game, all stuck in an arena, arena fighter kind of thing. Um, and you're all playing as uh-huh. different weird creatures that have these really strange abilities. Uh, it's yeah. people have basically said it's another pretty garbage game by Rooster Teeth. They put out that Ruby one, which was just them trying to cash in on Ruby's name, and that did not work. Uh huh. So they've been basically bleeding money for the last couple of years. And that does seem like a real shame, given that they have such a dedicated fan base. Like, I've seen some really dedicated people who are fans of R-Ruby. Sorry, R-W-B-Y, whatever. Yeah, I would say what happened was they went from being an indie darling who made Red vs. Blue just because people loved it and, you know, they did it for the fans or, you know, they did it for... right publicity or even just because they love doing it and now Uh they're just doing that stuff because money 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 they're the classic apple turn to or macintosh turn to apple scenario where yeah they made their computers in a basement or a garage in steve wozniak's garage and now they're making multi-billion dollar computers that are you know people like to shit on for having barely anything to them, but people still buy them because they're very pretty. Yeah, and they've kind of lost touch with their roots in that sort of way as well. 
mm-hmm. classic sort of like and you now know that, the, yeah. now that Steve Jobs is dead, who I would say was a level five leader for their company, right. someone who was a charismatic motherfucker who could sell you a paperclip if you just put the lowercase i in front of it. <laughs> yeah. For like $1,000. He would get you to do that. But this new guy they got, he's got not even a f- pinky's worth of Steve Jobs' charisma to him. Yeah, just, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how bad it is. I don't know his name either. And that's the whole thing is that he could not live up to... It. Tim Cook, there you go. Mariner Burt pointed out, Tim Cook, he cannot Very live up to Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs did not, as a level five leader, did not mm. leave a good successor to his name. They were kind of just like, oops, mm. he died. Um, hey, Tim, you got this, right? And he didn't. Must be hard living in a shadow, though, to be fair. Any- anybody following Steve Jobs? Oh, like, yeah, must be... I-, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Like, that's that would be like the, whoever takes after Bill Gates, right? You know, yeah. What happens after Bill Gates's fortune? Who does that go to? Well, it goes to his family, and then it's basically going to be a legacy of that. But in this case, it wasn't Steve Jobs's son who took over; it was some other dude. Right. Yeah. Actually, maybe I'm living on outdated information, but I heard something about how um, Bill Gates is not leaving the company, or like pretty much much of it or any of his fortune to his children or something like that he wants them to make it themselves or something i don't know if that's actually outdated information though it may be um i think he's still let them like they're still really well off in terms of yeah just doing stuff but he is leaving like a he's worth billions and billions of dollars if you left all that money to your kids who knows what they'd do with it but um, yeah. I do think he's making the right choice. I mean, he's got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's doing good by some people. Donates millions of dollars of his money to charity. That's right. That's what I heard about. Yeah, he's giving it all away. Much yeah. of Bill Gates' fortune is going to the foundation. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So, uh, good good on him. Definitely a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, going back to my original, why well, need a backup here to Rooster Teeth's legacy site? That means I got nowhere to post my reviews, so I ended up joining a brand new website called Forum Rats, and oh. this is a fan-made remake of like Rooster Teeth's old website back when they used to have Karma, um, uh-huh. where you did things you would earn Karma, good Karma, and bad Karma, and right. It's a bit outdated. It's a work in progress where they're adding features to it that people are requesting. Um, and it's not nearly as buggy. It's very smooth. It runs great. There aren't that many people on the website right now, but they've mm. predicted that a lot more people are coming. I mean, did you consider or, I mean, did you just not want to maybe make just like a blog or something? Like a I thought about it. Like just making my own website and, you know, putting like a WordPress blog yeah. on there using like Squarespace also works, to make yeah. something. But yeah. uh, if, if, at this point, I really still don't care about that. Okay. Um, if there is a point where like if this website that I'm on right now does go down, yes, I'm going to be like, all right, that's it. I'm all done with like doing this online community website stuff because it just keeps disappearing i'm just going to take everything i've gotten and i'm going to start putting on a blog and start doing my own thing on a website here's the biggest thing though the biggest thing that people are who are going to be mad about legacy going away 
If you are uh-huh. someone who wants to stick around with the legacy website as it goes away into the beta website, uh-huh. nothing transfers. None of your images uh, transfer. None of your journals no. transfer. None of your comments transfer. Nothing transfers from the legacy site to the community's new beta site because they couldn't figure out to do a way to do it, apparently. So, so wait, what you're saying is it's much like how what happened to our forums. <laughs> Kind of, and here's the kicker. If it hadn't been for a random administrator who was like, hey, uh, you know the all the stuff that you've done that you kind of want to save? I made a tool that's free to uh-huh. download, and you guys can use it, and it'll, it'll grab all of your journals and everything. I use that tool. I've saved everything. Yeah. All of my nice. journals, all my hard work and everything. It saves it to an HTML format. It's a great tool, so if you are someone out there who does have a legacy website or legacy uh, profile, use the tool, save your content if you've been around as a long-time member as I have. I've been on this website as a current version for four-plus years now. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Well, pro advice. Indeed. But uh, that... Sums it up for everything I have to talk about. How about yourself? What's uh, going on in the land of Andrew? Hmm. Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but in the land of Andrew, this week's been pretty good, actually, which is a change from the norm. Yeah, pretty much most things that I wanted to go right went right at work, you know? Um, nice. Been getting glowing reviews from my superiors. All the reviews went really well, mm-hmm. you know? And it got my stuff delivered on time. Um, which makes me really suspicious. I'm trying to find the string. Where's the string attached? Where's this going? Right, you know. It's, it's going for the, promotions it's, where it's going, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully, if I play my cards right the next six months, I'm looking at potentially a pretty good, you know, maybe a potentially pretty good pay rise. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, as far as that's going, that's going pretty good. Um, I also found out that when I was booking those uh, Scotland Loves Anime tickets, I actually booked them during this week. And the day after I booked them, the Makoto Shinkai film, Weathering With You, sold out. So I got it just in time. Nice. To see this film. Yeah, I, I, I knew his film would be the one that sells out fastest. So, And it happened last time when your name was on. So I wasn't going to risk it this time. I booked it as soon as possible. So like a month in advance now is the time where you need to start booking these things if you want to see a really popular film by like a acclaimed director or something. So yeah, made Otakon that just in time. Got that same way where if you wanted to be anywhere within a mile of the convention you had a book like two months three months in advance and you you would be lucky if you were able to get like a good deal yeah the similar kind of similar sort of thing it's obviously it kind of depends on the convention right so if like the really big conventions you're going to need to yep. for sure and otakon's yeah. one of the big ones i think mm-hmm. i think they get up in like the hundreds of thousands of attendees every year yeah and that's, that's, from my I can understand, a, part, a big part of the con experience, I don't really know much about it, my con experience is really limited, but a big part of the con experience is what happens after the con, right? You know, people go and party, they have all these sort of gaming things that happen at their, you know, their hotel rooms and stuff, right? Yeah, otaku sex get parties. You know what I'm talking about, guys? <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want yeah. to, <laughs> I wanted to imply, but not, <laughs> but yes. That, that happens a lot. In any convention, though, actually, not even just anime-specific ones. I hear that that just happens in tech conventions, business conventions, any conventions in general. 
people yeah, people be sleeping with people. Uh, yeah. The U.S. Olympics, I hear it's a big thing. It's a big oh, thing for the U.S. or the Olympics in general, like the whole well, worldwide yeah, you Olympics, know. where it's just like all these young, hot, fit people going to this one location. Hmm, I wonder if they're gonna bang. Hmm. They're all, you know, they're all sports fans. It's a, it's a time where every country or most countries in the world unite together and join hands and probably other things besides hands. But, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, nice. we come together, put aside our differences. It's a very good time. Anyways, uh, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say about um, my week in terms of IRL news. Um, but yeah, so that takes us to the community stuff, which is going to be real quick from my understanding. Because there is... There is no comment on the site, not for us. So we can move on from that. Yes, if you want, forums. if you want to give Andrew a job, please don't put him out of a job. <laughs> comment on our front page posts. I need to pay off my 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 second my second uh, RV. I don't know. Uh, yeah, please leave a comment. I get paid by the comment I read out. That's that's how it works. Child we all get support paid, is is, sure. is getting expensive these days. Exactly. I got a I got a I've got like a bus full of orphans. I look after. You know, you want to want to give each of them a nice healthy food, healthy meal. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to give a comment. I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, onto the forums. There's one update to the gateway drug. Which isn't as bad as it sounds. A topic from last week uh, by Midnight Crew who says, I actually used Black Lagoon as an introductory anime for one of my friends. Nice. It's over the top, sure, but it's still basically an action flick set in a pretty realistic setting. So it's fairly easy to digest for a newbie. Nothing too nuts. Though I did get him into some weirder stuff eventually, like Kill the Kill. Oh, see, that's a challenging one. Because I think Kill the Kill is a great show. But it's very anime anime in terms of like, mm. you know, the premise and the, the, you know, the suits that transform into basically bikinis and stuff, you know. I think the same thing for like uh, panty stocking with garter belt or. Oh, yeah. Where oh, it's. There, there, there are everybody... anime fans that will refuse to watch that too because of its art style, right? Yes, but they're like, it seemed to be like a good bridge though for cartoon fans who are like, oh my gosh, this is everything I've ever wanted. It's anime that's become a cartoon. And mm-hmm. while I did not get into it, my cousin who actually got me an anime loved the shit out of that series. Yeah, uh, it tells a lot of meta jokes and it has humor that's not all, not, you know, you don't get a lot of its type of humor in other Japanese anime, you know? Yeah. Um, so very, I very English American humor to it. Yeah, I mean, it has references to Western shows like Sex and the City and stuff and just like, huh, interesting. But uh, yeah, definitely very studio trigger, very out there. I have yet to watch Black Lagoon, but I've heard nothing but praise about that. So, oh, I've so. seen it, and I can definitely agree. That's also a really good one. Uh, Roberta, the the Terminator uh-huh. maid, just fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, so fucking gritty. Her whole arc with her and just the fighting that goes on, it's brutal, it's bloody, it's, it's so deliciously uh, macabre, I would have to say, uh-huh. where... Ah, uh, it's mm. and it just like this, like evolution of this like guy who's like, no, don't hurt him, even though he's a bad guy. Don't shoot him. To just being like, how can I fuck over all these other people while coming out mm. on top? I know. Huh. Just like his like whole evolution of him becoming that guy, and then of course the the hot chick from the series. Um, shit. The fuck is her name? 
There's a lot of hot mm. chicks in that show. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know. Roberta the Maid, she's hot. There's the main mafia chick who's really hot. Revy, uh-huh. thank you, Mariner Burt. Revy, who's this like, she wears these big boots and booty shorts. Mm-hmm. and Is and she the like one a, with the purple hair in the screenshot I see there? Or she was, that? Like, yeah, she's got like a cigarette in her mouth all the time. Oh, um, right. okay. Yeah, like she starts falling in love with, I think his name is Rock. Rocky? Rock Lee? Rocky or something like that, rock or whatever, uh-huh. and uh-huh. yeah, it's definitely good. Like I definitely agree with that choice. That's really good. It's very based in like our world with attachments to like actual crime that goes on in these third world countries. Hmm. I will check that out. I actually just today checked out an anime that a lot of people keep telling me to watch, which was uh, I've, I've watched episode one of Psychopath just today actually. Hmm. If you've seen that show. Have you seen that I show? I have not seen Psychopaths. That's one of the ones I have skipped out on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I keep getting people telling me to watch that one, so I've just tried, started watching it. It's a it's a, it's a a like cyberpunk, futuristic kind of show. Like Think Minority Report mixed with a bit of Ghost in the Shell. So far, it's pretty good. So expect to review when that comes out. When Well, when that comes around. Actually, speaking of which, you know, the next season, we're going to get season three of that show as well, Psychopaths. So it's quite <clears> fitting. Somebody doesn't like Psychopaths because they dropped out of the chat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but that brings us to uh, the topic of this week, uh, which is... Actually, before that, I did, have, I did a little short poll at the top. Let's, let's talk about the progress for a moment. Um, I was interested in what AP listeners, people who listen to Anime Pulse, um, what their favourite show segments are. And so I've got IRL news there, industry news, reviews... I also pre and post show chat, depending on if you're a live listener. Uh, so far, uh, Industry News has one vote at 33%, and Reviews <laughs> is ahead at two votes at 67%. So, yeah, I don't uh, know. I just kind of spur of the moment decided to survey what people's favorite segment were. I was going to do, initially, Joseph, I was going to do a, a, a poll on what's your favorite show to listen to out of manga polls, anime polls, video game polls, and stuff. But I thought it wouldn't be very fair given that. If they're looking at an Anime Pulse forum topic, they probably listen to Anime Pulse, but I don't know which other shows they listen to, so it might not be fair. <laughs> yeah, so. that's that's true. And, uh, yeah, that's how I wanted it. Th- I think this will actually help us, because in this way we can also focus in on like what gets more people interested. Like We can trim down yeah. the industry news to be like shorter or fast, you know, longer, or and we can trim mm. down like the IRL news if it's not earning like the same kind of response. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like um, surveying and tailoring the, the show and experience for the listeners that actually, you know, care to vote and stuff. Yeah, so, so if you want yeah. to give us your opinion, be sure to come on the forums. Absolutely. The forum only gets, each forum topic only gets looked at two weeks in a row, so you have one more week to vote on this forum topic. Of course, the live listeners get first dibs because they basically vote the minute this goes up, so there you go. Another incentive to join the live uh, chat, but I've... Uh, been a bit slacky on actually sending out invites. My apologies. I will get up. I'll get better on that. But this week's forum topic is about fans. So, what do you do as an anime fan to express yourself? Do you buy merchandise, attend conventions, cosplay, watch anime on a streaming service, write fan fiction, anything? So, go ahead and explain what you do as an anime fan. Um, our first reply comes from Gul Shinobi, who says. The main way I like to express my love of anime slash manga is by buying t-shirts and manga to display on my bookshelf. I like t-shirts because it's a nice way to meet fellow fans IRL and talking to them about it and I just 
like the way they look. And I like the manga because I enjoyed reading them and I often enjoy collecting things in general. So there you go. Actually, that's a very good way of actually meeting other anime fans. It's like someone's like, oh, I get that reference on your shirt because they're usually obscure enough where only people who are into that anime would get them. So I can understand that, Gil Shinobi. Good response. Next up is Black Magic 4444 who says, I show my expression mostly by hanging posters and wallpapers on my phone. Or by buying the manga of the series if I really like it, which is really fun to collect provided they are not scarce. I would want to buy figures, but right now, I neither have the space nor the money for them, as some that I want are very expensive. Especially, uh, except for a few Gunpla I have. I don't know what Gunpla is, you might need to expand on that it's in the chat. Gundam models. Oh, they're called Gunpla? Yeah, they're called Gunpla. Ah, okay. So... Black Magic collects gunpla models. I didn't know that. So, there you go. Um, and that does it for the responses. Thanks for that. What about you, Joseph? Uh, let's see here. I don't really show my fandom outside the inside the real world. Where like, I, and when I go to work, I'm always dressed up in a suit and tie, even though I don't need to be wearing a suit and tie. Like none of the other employees wear a suit and tie, but I always do. Um, my background images on my computer there are very much like, uh, space mm-hmm. themed or Monday or Friday's always Moe's themed because it's always Moe's night on Friday. <laughs> so uh-huh. I got that where it like rotates through the backgrounds, but none of it's very anime. I do have like a couple Japanese backgrounds, but nothing that would scream anime. If you walk in my room though, you could definitely tell I'm in an anime. I got anime posters framed and hung up on the walls i've got this like set up on this desk that's got a playstation uh, ps3 and xbox one a ps2 it's got a uh-huh. windows pc over there it's got my imac over here you know everything's set out on this desk at very visual and then, of course you have my almost shrine of figurines mm-hmm. that i have on my other desk my uh wardrobe armoire i guess you could call it uh-huh but ah. uh, as for like showing people outside i'd have to say yeah like the only thing like you could ever like notice if you were to like catch me out in the wild and like check yep. me over the only thing you would ever find is my phone and if you activate my phone you'll see the picture of a yandere girl as the screensaver and then when you Ooh. turn it on she like uh, she changes so it's ah. this uh i forget the image of where it's from but it's this girl who's like been standing outside the window of this character in like the snow overnight waiting for him ah. to like open up the curtain and so she's got a knife in her hand no she just like against the window has her hand against it and you can tell she's been awake all night cause she's got bags in her eyes and she's got oh, snow dear. piled up on her shoulders and her head because she's been standing there all night and uh-huh. uh I think that's super adorable. I would just let her in like, what are you doing, you crazy maniac? Come in here. Get warm. But don't cut me uh-huh. open and try to crawl inside. That's not the kind of body heat you need. <laughs> uh, so wait, she's not a specific character from the uh, anime? Nope. Or? No, it's just generic Yandere-esque female. So I was like, ah, that's like adorable. And I took it. Um, I was going to say, what do you think, because as a aficionado of the character type, what do you think of like the poster child for this character type, you, you know Gasai from uh, Mirai Nikki? What do you think of her? 
I think she's, she's pretty. Kind of... She's pretty good Yandere for um for Yuki. But yeah. anyone who gets like you know like oh you know Gasa is my waifu or kind of like that, I just don't yeah. see it because she's Yandere for one character and one character only, and that's Yuki. So, yeah. That's why when it comes to Yandere characters, I like characters who maybe um, maybe are a bit yeah. more open with their Yandere-ness or like don't have a real attachment to anyone, which is really hard oh, because okay. anytime you see yeah. a Yandere character, they already have that attachment because that's how they of show course. you they're a Yandere character. That's kind of part of the whole trope. Part yeah. of the course, exactly. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But as for uh, as for Yuno Gasai, I think she's a she's a good a damn fine example of a a good Yandere. Yeah, she's definitely the poster child for it that most people think of when they think of Yandere. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And wait, does that do it for your expression? Or yeah, I mean, I honestly don't express myself outside of my room. I don't wear T-shirts uh-huh. that I got from Otakon or have anything uh-huh. anime related although now that i think about yeah. it if you catch me going to the gym every now uh-huh. and then you'll see me wearing an old faku t-shirt i got <laughs> now Wait. if you guys don't know what faku is it's a uh, dojin <laughs> website that became a little too mainstream for some people uh, wait did they have like a, sh- a shop where you buy the shirt or something wait how's yes this i bought the shirt online they have a uh, shop where you can buy their merchandise. It is uh-huh. a picture of a hen wearing a tie. Huh. And only the most observant and knowledgeable will understand the <laughs> reference. Hen. Wow. Tie. Oh, shit. Right. Now, I didn't get it until you explained Because okay. otherwise, you just think, oh, he's wearing a shirt. It's a chicken wearing a, uh, you know, a tie. It's a working chicken or something like that. Wow. No. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would have. Uh, I was like, why is that there? Oh, it's no, a no, hentai. Ah, no. uh, that makes sense. Subtle. Yep. I actually met the the creator of Faku at one of the Whoa. Otakons because I was walking down a hallway and the uh-huh. creator was like, hey, I know that T-shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you know? And he's like, yeah, it's from my website. I was like, wow. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, he invited me to show up at the uh, panel. But unfortunately, his panel was hosting during a movie I really wanted to watch, which was ah. um, which mm-hmm. was about this dude who was like a had the head of a leopard or a tiger or a leopard. Like, he was wearing huh. a leopard mask. It was like an older-style right. anime, and he was like a fighter, and he would punch people and whatnot. That's interesting. I forget what yeah. the title of that anime was, but it was really good. It was very much like hmm. Fist of the North Starry, so it was pretty It was pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm pitching because you say Leopardhead, I'm kind of like imagining, like, uh, if you ever played the Tekken games, I'm thinking of, like, King from uh, Tekken, you know? You ever played Tekken? I have. Oh, here it is. It's like it's a... Guin Saga. Ah, Guin Saga. Tiger Mask. Oh, it's not Tiger Mask. Sorry, Moonabert. There it is for everyone. Usually you're on point. <laughs> uh, right, okay. There's the link there. Best-selling heroic fantasy novel series. Wow. Okay. 
The art style is a bit more like a Western style than what I would imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I'll uh, share a real quick image for everyone here. This is the leopard man I'm talking about. Oh, it's <clears> kind of <throat> cool. I kind of like that. I like the design. Yeah, it's got. Uh, it pull. Yeah. I think it pulls some inspiration from uh, Berserk. I was gonna say his cloak and his like build. He reminds me of guts. Yeah, totally. Nice. That got an anime recently or something that looks pretty recent. No, it's this pretty. Image. It's pretty old. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough. Like here's nice. a picture from the manga. Hmm. Oh, it's quite detailed. Hmm. Might check this out. Thanks for the yeah, recommendation. Yeah, I, I think you might like it. It's pretty good. Like. This whole hmm. thing about these, like, this brother and sister family who are... <laughs> you had me at sister. No, I was just joking. This brother and sister who are, like, royals who, like, get disgraced or something. And then they meet this slave uh -huh. who is uh, named Gween, hmm. I believe his name is. I, I can't remember yeah. exactly. I'm not looking at the hmm. Wikipedia article. But he's just this, uh, he's a dude who wears a leopard mask. Or he has, like, a leopard's head. Huh. Cool. Nice. He doesn't remember much about his past except for that. Ah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is it is it finished now or is it still ongoing? I do, do believe it is done. I believe the anime ah. is completed because it was a... Uh... Mm. Let me see here. It was a... 2009 anime. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, it's not that old then. Huh. I'll have to check that out. But does it, by and large, for your uh, anime fandom again? Oh yes, that is uh, yeah. that is it for me. How about yourself? Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't outwardly express it too much. Although I do at work, I have like little models, like things that I can use to decorate my desk. Nothing too embarrassing, obviously. I have uh, I don't know what you call them. Those little like bobblehead things with the the dot eyes. They have them for all sorts of characters, like Marvel characters and stuff. Oh, the and, uh, Funko pods. Uh, yeah, I think they're Funko Pops. I have one of L that my sister bought me. I have that, like, on my desk at work. Um, whenever I go to, like, Hong Kong or something on holiday, or places in Asia, I use one of those uh, gotcha pawn machines. Mm -hmm. And I get those little mo those little plastic models from, like, uh, anime and stuff. I, just, mm -hmm. I, I usually display them on my desk. So that's, that's one thing I do. Uh, I don't really have any T-shirts specifically. Um, I have... I, well, not really cosplay at a convention. Oh, actually, I did actually cosplay at a convention. Uh, but usually I dress up as like sometimes like an anime character for Halloween. Um, I also typically buy posters because I like to use them decoratively in my house. And also sometimes phone wallpapers. It depends because like I don't drive with a lot of wallpapers that people go for with anime designs. I like something that's quite simple and like vector art works quite well for me personally. In terms of anime stuff. Um, and other than that, uh, much like another uh, member of our community that his name ends in W, I uh, know, O O H, I'm sure he'll uh, respond in a similar way. I also like to draw, so I like to draw like sometimes fan art myself. Um, although that fan art remi remains with me and me only, I don't really post it anywhere. Um, and I, just, I like to draw anime style art. At times, but it's like a it's like a little stress reliever, <laughs> shall we say? But other than that, that's that's pretty much how I express it. Oh, sorry. The main way I express my love for anime is by 
being a co-host on a podcast. You might have heard of it. It's called Anime Pulse. Yeah, That's a good I, way of expressing. I've never heard yeah. of that, uh, that podcast mm, yeah. before. Must be uh, must be too too indie for it's me. Little known. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the main way I express my uh, anime love. I suppose is writing stuff for a podcast. But yeah, that's about it for me personally. And yeah, that that about does it. So that's it for the polls and community stuff in general. Alrighty, in which case we can. Jet right over into our industry news. Now, uh, you have one, or I have one piece of news and you have two, so why don't you get us started with one of yours? Okay then. So, uh, Twitter, home to the perpetually triggered, uh, has taken offense to a recent fan art from an anime. Uh, usually it's My Hero Academia, no it's not. It's, uh, this week it's uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, or Demon Slayer, as it's known in its English translation. Um, it has a little sister in it called Nezuko, who's a demon. There was a fan art that was made by some artist called, um, what's his fucking name? Sakimi-chan. Uh, and she posted it of like a, he or she posted it of like an older version of the, the little sister demon girl. And that has sparked quite a bit of buzz from the uh, the community of a certain free letter abbreviation who, um, yeah, they ain't too happy about it. Labeling the artist as a, uh, for drawing pedo shit because of the age of the character that he has clearly, he or she has clearly age progressed to have an adult figure. Um, so yeah, even the, the artist himself, or herself, mentioned that Nezuko is an older version of her normal self. This has not prevented people from calling him or her a pedo, even though the drawing isn't actually nude or anything like that. And, you know, the fact that, the fact that she's grown up and all that doesn't keep from the fact that she apparently still makes her a child to them. So, yeah, um, there isn't really too much to this story just outraged people be outraged but you know i'm sure you have some thoughts on that yourself joseph what's your opinion on this uh on this recent development uh i think that people are snowflakes and they need to shut the fuck up and just realize that you know let artists do what they want to do uh if you want to complain about it go someplace else don't bother the artist nobody likes you absolutely go melt someplace and just die Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for making our world a (laughs) terrible place this has been a public service announcement from Joseph. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm on I'm a similar wavelength with Joseph here. I just also on a fundamental level for me being a, you know, art school graduate myself. Um, I just don't like anything that dictates how or what people are allowed to make or draw, especially in terms of like creative expression. So, you know, I'm just of that opinion. So you'd never be able to convince me, really, that this is like, oh, it's not okay to draw her this way or whatever that way, even if it was, like, her younger self, to be honest. Because it's art at the end of the day. Art is art. So you can't really... You need to separate the two from reality. And, I mean, he clearly said it was a fucking older version, so... But, you know, this is only one of two things people have been heavily offended by in regards to Kimetsu no Yaiba this week, so... Let's probably move swiftly along because there's not too much productivity, and I'm, we're probably preaching to the choir here. I'm sure we're all rational thinkers here, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just reading all these like uh, replies. Maybe it's just because like the anime has built her up to be like this like 
little uh-huh. sister that you want to care for and stuff like that. But even the yeah. anime, she can change her fucking size and her shape. She could be older yeah. if she wants to, because she's a demon. She's yeah. not human. Fucking get over yourselves. And she's also a fictional character. Fucking get over yourselves. She's not a real character. Yeah. Fucking get over yourselves. You fucking snowflakes. I mean, it's uh, it's quite fitting, because in the Discord chat today, in, ban- in the banter channel, we were just talking about <clears throat> certain groups of people who are more interested in defending fictional characters than people in real life for some reason i don't know yeah it's it just seems like i don't know i guess I you this, have it quite good i guess you have it like quite good in real life a if different you flavor about this. of that mm. where yeah. they're not defending the, the like the character from like reality they're defending the character in a fictional sense from a artist who is like making artwork of it so instead of being like oh no like politicians leave our our anime alone because they're like you know they're fictional characters fuck off man they're not real like get your pedo laws out of here this one's more along the lines of being fucking hypocritical and being like oh you took a character who's like a 14 year old demon uh Mm. you should fucking go to jail you pedo like i do think Thank Remember how I was saying extent. I love yeah. this world sometimes? I hate this world sometimes. And right now, <laughs> I want to just nuke uh, yeah. all these people. <laughs> yeah, if not for the fact that nukes uh, carry damage to people around them, sure. If we could have a trained sniper in Minecraft, then smart, that'd be fine. Smart, to, uh, smart, what do they call them? Smart, smart nukes. <laughs> smart nuke, yeah, I'll smart nuke them. So it just it's kills them, leaves yeah. everything else okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Because it's just... Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I just wanted to point that out. We need something to laugh about every week. At least they're very fun to kind of laugh at because of just the lack of sense. You know, enter clown world meme, clown world meme somewhere here. But yeah. Hopefully you have something a little bit less uh, less ridiculous. Well, I have actually oh. something positive for a change. So, Yay! Uh, voice actress <laughs> Saki Aga- Agasawara uh, uh-huh. Who has voiced characters such as Itsuka Ken- Kendo in the second and third seasons of My Hero Academia, who's, as you pointed out, is basically Miss Marvel. Yep. Um, she's also voiced uh, Charuni Kasukabe in Heaven's Memo Pad and Azusa Nakanjo in The Irregular at the Magic High School. Oh, and as cool. well as playing in some other minor roles in uh, Dusk Maiden of the Amnesia, Daily Live Season 2, uh, Humanity mm-hmm. Has Declined, Dive, Girls oh, hey. and Panzer, to film. Ah. So, uh, it's, uh, if, if there are any Idolmaster fans out there, she also voiced the character Akane Nonohara. So, I know Idolmaster fans get uh, rabbit out there and they might under- they might recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, she has reported on her Twitter that she'll be returning to work after a hiatus that she took due to tongue cancer. She has Ooh. received treatment for the cancer and recovered, and she's back. Good on her. Nice. Yep. Luckily, she was diagnosed with only stage one tongue cancer in early April, and she ah. would be taking a hiatus in May where she would be getting the surgery and other treatments related to the cancer. Doesn't sound like she took chemo. So 
Hopefully her mm. voice is completely fine. I know the tongue does affect a bit of your speech, so hopefully it doesn't affect her too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She can get right back into it. Everyone can welcome back Miss Ogasawara to our mm. to our uh, our industry. Welcome back. Very good. Nice, nice. And in a in a new segment where we often talk about people who have to like you know leave the industry or people who unfortunately die, it's nice to hear people who can actually make a comeback. So that's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, speak speaking of people who are already dead. Huh? Oh yeah, right. That actually works really well. Yes. So, uh, people who are familiar with the uh, previous uh, news story we had about um, manhole covers being decorated with Idolmaster characters, and then being defaced uh, and taken off. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, there's been a semi sequel to that with characters uh, from Hokuto no Ken or Fist of the North Star. Being emblazoned upon manhole covers in a certain location, it's um, ba, 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 ba. in the hometown of the actual creator himself, Borusan, in uh, Yoshiyuki Okamura. Sorry, oh wait, that's that. Sorry, that's not the location. Shit, Borusan's his his uh, artist name. He's actually called Yoshiyuki Okamura. It's in his hometown of uh, Nagano Saku City. They're going to be emblazoning designs from characters such as Kenshiro and Raul. And it's uh, apparently um, it's positioned in the shape of the Big Dipper, which is a reference to the um, wounds on Kenshiro's chest. Uh, the creator himself attended the opening, uh, the opening ceremony, which was attended by 150 fans, as well as um, he was quite pleased about the decorative covers and, um, you know, you know, has asked and sponsored people to come see it personally, stating that he'd be happy if the city became a little bit more famous as a result. So, you know, hopefully these uh, manhole covers don't get, like, graffitied with paint. Because the designs look quite nice. They're quite detailed, you know? I can see a Toki design here as well. Um, you know? So, those who are fans of the iconic Shonen Jump series might be happy to see them. So... Maybe that's yet another tourist attraction for those um, anime pilgrimages people go on. But yeah, that's something nice. That but does it, though. Alright. Yep. In which case, we can get into our reviews. Indeed, promptly. Okay, well then, I will start off here with mine, which I've titled OP with a side with a side of ARP, not mm. the uh, not the car insurance though. Ah, <laughs> being <clears throat> the connoisseur of isekai anime that I am, mm. I always need to at least test all the reborn into another world animes that hit each season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when this genre will peter out, but for now it's become as synonymous with anime as Rei Kugemiya is with flat-chested Yatsunades. So, be that as it may, the spring 2019 season didn't actually have all that many guys to peruse. Thus, mm. I decided upon Kenja no Mago, English mm. title, Wise Man's Grandchild as the truest new entry into my Sekai library. 
It had all the standard Isekai tellings, but could it live up to my high standards? Or Ooh. was it just another Isekai to wash down with a tall glass of liquor? Well, mm. the truth is never quite so simple. As you do in Isekai, the anime starts us off seeing an office worker being run down by a car as he crossed the street in his sleepy days. He is reborn in another world as a baby whose parents had just been slain by demons, their wagon attacked, and he himself is saved by a passerby by the name of Merlin. Merlin, not that one, names this boy Shin and gives him his last hope or last name as Wolford. So it's Merlin Wolford. Thus, not that Merlin. He adopts Shin and raises him alongside a woman named Meldia Bowen and a swordsman named Michael Collins. Shin grows up to be a very good boy, making his adoptive parents, Merlin and Meldia, very proud. However, they also worry greatly for him as he continues to exceed their wildest imaginations with his level of skill in everything. He creates new magical spells that no one else could, kills demonized creatures with relative ease, and shows off a level of power that is almost ridiculous. Shin also has full access to all his old memories, though it seems that he never brings them up, and truly seems to accept his new life in this fantasy world. It was actually kind of nice to see that a protagonist who's not constantly worrying or bringing up the fact that he was reborn or reincarnated, using it as some kind of plot point that needs to be hammered home until you're blue in the face. As you might have expected though, Merlin and Meldia are no normal citizens. They were once legendary heroes who saved the kingdom they reside in by defeating the only demonized human ever. As such, they are close confidants of the king, and when Shin becomes of age, they agree with the king to see Shin enrolled in a school of magic under the strict rule that the king never tried to monopolize Shin's great power. The group of them move to the city, and while exploring the streets, Shin comes across a rather cliched scene. A group of maidens being harassed in a dark alley by some unsavory types. He even dis he dispatches the group, non-lethally of course, and is awarded a very busty site as a reward, his future waifu Sicily. This begins Shin's school life, full of your usual sort of things like creating legendary class armor, falling in love, being bullied by a rich kid, killing said rich kid as he returns into a demon, attracting more busty women to make your waifu pout, facing off against the final boss, and defeating the final boss with a really cool-looking spell that amplifies the light from the sun into, like, a uh, a rainbow beam, which looked really fucking cool. Hmm. You know, the standard things you might do at a magical academy. Why, Shin doesn't even have time to make it to another grade before he has to save the world, so eat your heart out, Harry Potter, because we got a new wizard in town. <laughs> Thus, the biggest surprise comes from the uh, staple scenarios being resolved in shocking ways. For example, your standard never-ending rom-com relationship between Shin and Sicily being cemented 
rather early. Not hmm. only do these two successfully confess to one another, not only does Shin give her an engagement ring, not only does Shin sit down and meet with her parents to discuss their future, huh. but they also share an uninterrupted kiss. Hmm. They came this and I'm making a small small figure with my hand, this close to having premarital sex. Stopped mm. only by the fact it was an accident, and Shin's adoptive mother was having none of that. Ah. Yeah. Before things wrap up with some exposition into why the bad guy is the bad guy, and uh -huh. Shin and his classmates fly over to another town to do battle with dozens and dozens of demonized humans, dozens. We get some training montages that also bleeds into another beach episode. You see, Shin might be OP, but he's just one guy. So he decides to help train his fellow classmates to maximize their potential, creating a group he dubs the Ultimate Magicians. They all get to wear this robe that Shin imbues with runes, basically preventing most damage, giving them god mode almost. So, in a sense, uh -huh. they are less OP copies of himself. They can right. still suffer psychological damage, and when a far superior demonized human shows up, they do have to leave the fighting to Shin. A strange thing I find is how the anime ends. Our main protagonist has created this slightly OP group of magicians to fly around and fight evil, but the main antagonist himself wants to avoid Shin and his sun laser. Heck, the main reason for the bad guy was revenge. And after he gets the revenge, not against Shin, but against this other random corrupt official of a government who fucked him over and killed his wife... He starts to simmer down and almost lose purpose. He starts to be like, oh, huh. Shin's coming here, but do I really have to fight him? I mean, I got my revenge. Hmm. What, am I, what am I supposed to do now? His own underlings even see this, and it's almost like the author was projecting, wondering what they could do to keep this guy going. The very huh. last scene was kind of amusing, though, as Shin huh? and Sicily seemingly cockblock Merlin and Meldia, who have <laughs> slowly fallen back in love with one another, as they were married at one point and they didn't have any kids, but it's like this older version of them, like, they're like, well, they're gone now. Yep, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Go home. Yeah, they're, they're gone, huh? And then, like, yeah, like it's almost mm. like, oh, kids are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw you during that beach episode, Melinda or Melodia. You got, uh, you got a good body still going on. And uh, then it was just like, oh, by the way, Grandpa and Grandma, we're back. We're all gonna stay here. Ha 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 ha. Uh, it, it felt like payback for Melodia's meddling in the whole right. premarital sex bit, but it also felt like an odd place to end on because. That's where it stops. Like, all the students come back, they barge into the cabin that Meldia and Merlin are in, and they're just like, we're staying here now, ha 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 ha. And then Meldia and Merlin are like, what? All right. Yeah, it's a very odd place to leave off on. A little bit. <laughs> Sounds like it. 
the animation was done by Studio Silverlink, who have done uh-huh. works like Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody, uh, Sanahara Sō no Kiririnin-san, and Buso they, Shoujo They make a lot of stuff, don't they? Oh yeah, they do they, they... a lot of stuff. I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, the quality does tend to ebb and flow. One moment things mm. will look pretty good, and then the next you're looking at background character whose faces are just way too distracting. The worst <laughs> is when the camera is panned out and the characters are further uh, away. They lose yeah. all detail. Like, trying oh. to make smaller line thickness using the same size draw tool. Uh-huh. Probably the most disappointing part of this anime, which was the animation. Ah. Voice acting, it's forgettable. I have nothing condemning to say about it, but honestly, there's no praise to say. Yeah. As for my favorite character, because no uh-huh. one else wanted her, because no one else recognized how good she was, I'm totally uh-huh. awarding this to Maria von Melissina. Best mm-hmm. friend of Sicily, this fiery redhead, seems to have zero luck with guys. She's constantly uh-huh. ignored or looked over. And we even come to learn that she's one of the only few classmates with no romantic partner. Ah. She's sensible, she's funny, and I'd be lying if I didn't find her attractive. On top of all of it, she's the one reason why Cicely had the courage to confess to Shin in the first place. This wing girl needs mm. some loving, y'all. The eternal third wheel. Mm. Mm. Yes. I mean, like, at the very beginning, she's edging... Uh, Cicely on, because she's like, you know, what if I go for Shin, huh? Yeah? You'd be okay with that? And she's like, but I, I kind of want to go for him. And she's like, then fucking you jump on his dick and you get that fucking dude on it, okay? Before I take him. So I was like, yeah. This this chick knows what she's on about. And that's mm. why they almost went full bait. They almost went the full fucking home run. Hmm. So, yep. that, uh, that's basically my review for Kenji no Mago. I'm going to give it a Netflix. Now, it is a high Netflix. It's definitely something yep. where it's like it should be priority on your Netflix to watch this. But it's uh-huh. still a Netflix just because for all the pros of all the tropes that it kicked to the side, it did a also that animation. So, yeah, it- yeah. Especially for a connoisseur of refined isekai taste such as yourself, it needs a little bit more of a deeper refined taste to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the guy that's watched things like, uh, you know, like Overlord or... Oh, uh, yeah. Overlord's really good, right? ReZero or... Mm -hmm. Or... uh, Mm -hmm. um, What else would I... What else was there? Uh... High strength. Oh, ones, Konosuba, really even. Konosuba, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one. You so, know. yeah, there's. Yeah. Uh, I need a lot for any Sekai anime to blow my socks off. Right. It speaks a lot about those good shows, but it also speaks volumes about how bad, bad Arafureta is that you job. Yeah, that you dropped it, for instance, right? Like Arafureta. Oh, no, I'm still. I'm still. Uh, I'm still. Oh, I you I'm still there. I you were reading the manga. No, no, I'm I'm reading the manga, but the anime, I'm. <laughs> it's still so bad. Oh. It's so bad. It's good. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. 
All right, fair enough. Yeah, you just kind of morbid curiosity. It's like I a, mean, you can't the, take la- your eyes the off last it. episode was him taking a metal rod, shoving it into a dragon's ass, and then like punching the the metal rod as like the dragon's like, oh no, please stop! Oh 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 oh! <laughs> He's like, oh, shut the fuck up and die, you fucking dragon! <laughs> and then the dragon's dragon like, oh my poor movement. behind! Oh, oh please stop it! I'm I'm no longer my control, please! And then it turns oh, into a hot girl who's like. I've never experienced such feelings before. And then he starts like treating the dragon like shit because she's turned into a huge pervert. Thanks to the fact that he shoved a large metal rod up her butt. <laughs> it makes sense in context. <laughs> Just I'm him sure. fucking punching it over and over again. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, God. oh man. <laughs> mm. Anyways, that uh, does it yeah. for my review uh why don't we uh put on some gear and swing on over to kill the next review all right yep in light of that just finishing uh season three part two which just recently aired of attack on titan aka shingeki no kyojin aka attack on good taste as it's known by this neck of the woods i thought it good timing to begin covering this series where my predecessors left off which was uh season one so with the review of season two so the series synopsis for all two people who don't at least know the concept humanity has declined given the appearance of titans large creatures who resemble naked humans but vary in form and appearance what is consistent however is that titans have a particular appetite for human flesh and in light of this very real threat what remains of civilization decided to build a wall, and they had Marley foot the bill. Join Aaron Yeager, an angsty teen who swore to destroy all Titans after his home was overrun by them, and his mama got Mami Madoka Magic Card. Armin, a blonde brain box who dreams of seeing the ocean because apparently he couldn't farm enough salt from Aaron alone. And Mikasa, one woman army and god tier waifu, and also the the rest of the second string scout regiment characters who are dedicated to striking back against the titan threat obligatory prompt before i go into season two specific stuff since uncovering what's really going on is a pivotal part of the series with its uh, twists and turns i don't expect this to take very long but here's also a spoiler warning for those who haven't watched season uh one three two one Okay, so since discovering that Eren wasn't the only human capable of turning into a titan, and that the female titan that attacked them was in fact Annie from their own regiment, not to mention the revelation that the walls in fact protecting human society are actually made of titans, there are a lot of questions left up in the air. Questions like, what's what's with Eren's weird ability to make his body molten hot? How many enemies do do they have that can transform into titans themselves, and what do they want? Season 2 responds to those queries by making you ask more questions by its conclusion, starting us with the arrival of yet another intelligent titan who has the appearance of a Sasquatch that really likes to throw stuff, and a new invasion from titans in the south uh, at Wall Rose. Watch for 12 episodes as our main cast of characters investigate this new crisis and face new breeds of titans. While doing this, Season 2 aims to expand upon... Uh, on other members of the scouting regiment outside of the main three and even leaves breadcrumbs as to how titans are made to begin with. 
witnessed the cast being put through the most dire of situations thus far, along with some the most uh, out-of-nowhere twists imaginable. So, narrative-wise, I did find Season 2 to be a good follow-up, owed in no small part to the investment earned from its prior season. While I wouldn't label Attack on Titan a mystery series primarily, it does carry mystery traits that I think was solely missing from Kokoku that I, review- that I reviewed last week, in that it actually carefully controls the amount of information you get as a viewer. You never completely get enough of the puzzle to put the whole thing together, but enough so that you can theorise where it's going, and this keeps the show flowing at a good pace while making it heavily bingeable. Like, you, you watch it and it's like, Pringles, you watch an episode and you have to you have to take another one, you gotta take another one, you gotta take another one, until eventually you catch up and then you're disappointed because you have to wait two years for the sequel, right? But, you know, I didn't have that problem because I jumped in this show quite late. What I guess is important is that when those questions do eventually get answered, that they deliver on the build-up, but season two doesn't concern itself with this by this point of the story. If I were to nitpick anything in particular though, I suppose it would be that, as mentioned, this season puts a lot more focus on some of the side characters from season 1. And while that does, that isn't inherently a bad thing, they don't really su- uh, succeed in making any of them all that interesting by the end. I mean, I can empathise with them on a basic level, like Buzzcut Guy's uh, story about how his hometown gets invaded by Titans. Um, I don't really dislike Potato Girl, but... The core relationship of the two other expanded upon female characters, not going to say who they are here, needed to be a little bit deeper in my opinion given that they serve a pivotal part of this uh, season's plot. Just to reiterate though, that's me just trying to find problems and nitpicking with the storytelling at this point, and these segments don't fail entirely in explaining the motivations seen by the conclusion. It almost doesn't feel necessary for me to go into the presentation of this show, but I decided to do it anyway. Attack on Good Taste is a pretty show with well-realized yield European style setting, a distinct art style best demonstrated by the titular, titular titans themselves. As far as fictional monsters go, they are some of the most interesting additions in modern media despite their simplicity of just being large naked people with various levels of deformity and lifeless expressions that are familiar yet eerily alien at the same time. The glue that holds it all together is in the show's various set pieces with some of the best action the medium of anime has to offer. Now I will say that season 1 had more memorable moments in terms of action that I enjoyed but that won't stop me from calling season 2 a stellar show regardless in that regard. Throw in a hype OP, a good soundtrack, and you have an anime that can sell itself on spectacle alone. This anime is brought to us by Wit Studio, who you may know from other shows like Kotetsu no Kabuneri, oh sorry, Kotetsujo no Kabuneri, Mahotsukai no Yome, and this season's Vinland Saga, but credit must also be afforded to the episode director Araki Tetsuro, a man who knows how to give us that feeling of big and epic in any production that he worked on, as evidenced by his work on Death Note and High School of the Dead. In conclusion, Attack on Titan Season 2 stands to demonstrate how more of the same isn't necessarily a bad thing. When you're watching something engrossing and exciting, that's never a bad thing, like I said. It still manages to carve its own niche as something you won't get in any other anime on the market currently. Despite 
Despite being considered a normies sort of anime by its accessibility, good show is good. Which is, you know, kind of the conclusion to this. So, it would be an injustice for me to award this show anything less than I download now. Yep. That pretty much does it. Yeah. How could have seen that coming? I I know it's 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 kind of obvious because you know it's <laughs> it's quite a highly acclaimed series, but you know it it is that way for a reason. I b- believe the hype, bros. Believe the hype. I forget. Did the second season? Uh huh. Pre- oh wait, we just previewed that. We didn't review it yet, did we? For One Punch Man. <laughs> oh, One Punch Man. No, uh, we previewed that, but I haven't reviewed it yet. I'm still finishing that one. Off. I'm uh, I'm near the end. I've I've heard it gets it gets better. It it like uh, it makes it up a bit on... for the fact that it sucks so much. Although I've also heard a lot of people saying like Kenji Nomago is the new One Punch Man with the uh, or not Kenji Nomago, uh Kimitsu no Yaiba, <laughs> where it's just got these moments oh. that are so beautiful and so beautiful animated. action scenes, right? Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. these action scenes, just like that fight against the spider guy. That will go mm. down in history of one of the most beautiful, beautifully animated action scenes I've ever seen. Right. Uh, I, I won't spoil too much of One Punch Man because I'll probably eventually review it, but it, it gets better in some ways in terms of its action, but it still doesn't quite reach the level of Madhouse on season one, if that's yes. what you're looking for. So, yeah. Unfortunate. But, oh well. Yeah, can't be done. I JC staff aren't a bad studio. You know they make J- Sokugeki no Soma and stuff. You know they're not terrible. They're just not as good as Madhouse in terms of action. So, yeah, it just couldn't be done. Yeah. Well. But anyways. Yes, I do believe that does it for our reviews for this episode. Uh-huh. Uh Before we go though, we do have some people to thank for helping us be a show still. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. We got Algazero, Shuji, V, Phantom, Tentatively Mal. Uh, is that all of them? Did you mention... No, there's one left. I've, I've counted five. Is it? Ta- Did you mention Tag? Tag, right. Tag. Right, Tag. tag. Yeah, uh, all of our anonymous sponsors and, of course, everyone currently in chat... Black Magic, Mal, Mariner Burr, and for as long as they stuck around, um, Ghoul Shinobi. Yeah, that's the one. So, thank you very much, Thank you, everyone, for popping in and listening to us ramble on again. And as always, and until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>